The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday the 1st of April. In your Squiz today, a preview to the federal budget, another week of Brexit negotiations, Donald Trump pulls aid, and a record crowd for the Women's AFL final. This is your Squiz today. Claire, the budget is set to be handed down tomorrow night. Expect Treasurer Josh Frydenberg to be a name you hear a bit this week. A quick look across the front pages this morning and we can start to get a sense of where the government's going with it. Yeah, and Labor as well. They've very strongly pushed out in the media today. But to the government first, there was an announcement yesterday that the government's going to provide a one-off energy assistance payment to people on pensions. Um, The thing to note there is the people who missed out of those on unemployment benefits and the reason for that is the government reckons people on pensions are the ones who probably are going to be on that government assistance for life whereas people on unemployment benefits can get another job. That's the definition of of those payments. But, uh, yes, certainly those handouts um, are looking likely and certainly Josh Frydenberg said when it came to looking at things to tackle the cost of living, that's something that they're going to do a bit of in the budget and labour this morning is saying that in order to just move those sorts of things on and not fight on that front, they're pretty much going to wave those things through. So remembering that the budget was brought forward by a month, it looks like it will act as a a springboard into an election campaign. It looks like that's exactly where we're going. Anything that they do decide to do at the moment really builds to the narrative that they want to pitch at the election. Um, Labor today is expected to announce a a climate change policy from end to end. That's a really big move to steal some of the thunder from the government as they try and soak up some media today. But yeah, exactly how much money uh, the government and the opposition have to spend when it comes into an election campaign, we'll really know the answer to that by the end of tomorrow night and therefore what sort of policies they're going to bring forward. Yeah, expect a lot on the budget this week. Moving away from politics and two 16-year-old Japanese schoolboys have died at Lake Mackenzie on Fraser Island. They were on a a week-long trip to Australia with their school, Claire. It is a really sad story. The principal of that school was extremely apologetic to the parents. Uh, Queensland police have told media that they're really not sure exactly how the boys came to be in the lake and and came to be in trouble, and that's going to be the subject of an investigation. Mm. Uh, I'm running out of ways to introduce Brexit. (laughs) Short story, still a mess. There's more wheeling and dealing to be done ahead of the new Brexit date of April 12. So to recap for the end of last week, where things were at was Theresa May was heading towards a third vote on the deal that she did with the European Union. And look, she did better in terms of the votes um, than last time, but still not enough to get across the line. So uh, we're headed back to Parliament again this week. Um, It's really deja vu with all the media headlines, news headlines talking about, you know, another critical week for Brexit. Um, Every week seems to be a critical week and it is um, possibly towards another vote, potentially 
on Monday UK time, but certainly those MPs who took control of the process last week, there's going to be more debate debate on some of those motions that they're suggesting. Um, but yeah, Brexit Day is now the 12th of April and again, not a lot of time to muck around with. And in the US, more than half a billion dollars in US aid has been pulled from El Salvador, Guatemala and Honduras. US President Donald Trump says the nations aren't doing enough to stem the flow of migrants to America's southern border with Mexico, Claire. That's right. And Trump has also threatened to close the border this week unless Mexico steps up its efforts. Got to remember, of course, Trump has had this on the agenda as one of his key uh, campaign promises through to one of his key agenda items as president. Um, It follows his emergency declaration in February to get funding that he wants out of the government to build a border wall uh, and also numbers that were reported um, a few weeks ago that the number of undocumented immigrants crossing that border in February was the highest it's been for 12 years. So it's still something that's that's happening there that Trump and his administration want to see some action on. Uh, back here, as a Swans fan, I was kind of hoping to avoid talking about their game against Adelaide on Friday night. <laughs> they did not have a win. The big news out of it, though, is that Eddie Maguire is in a bit of strife after comments he made as part of the Fox Sports commentary team before that game, Claire. That's right. Cynthia Bannum, who uh, is a former press gallery journalist from Canberra, she's these days an author and academic. She's also the number one ticket holder for the Swans, um, stood between the teams captains on Friday night to toss the coin. Um, She is, of course, the um, survivor of the plane crash in uh, Indonesia um, some years ago now and has written quite extensively about that experience and her rehabilitation. And so people were quite aghast then when Eddie Maguire on Friday night made some comments about the way people toss the coin, saying that, you know, people don't do it properly, you know, for goodness sake, of course, with Bannum, um, who is a double amputee, was really just quite a shocking thing to say. And of course, people have rallied around her and um, the chairman of the Swans, Andrew Pridham, has, has really called on the AFL to sh- to sanction Maguire. So a bit more to go on that this week, probably. He said he's he's deeply sorry and reports say he will return to the commentary box for round three this weekend. We'll see where that lands. Still on the AFL, though, the AFLW grand final was played yesterday with Adelaide taking on Carlton at Adelaide Oval. What a crowd. Yeah, 53,000 people turned out to watch that. Um, That grand final attendance was up from 7,000 people last year and they got to see Adelaide take their second premiership in the the three-year-old competition. It was a really big spectacle and seems to be a bit of a landmark for attendance at women's sport. Yeah, for context, before this, the most attendees at a women's football game was 41,975. Oh, there you go. And organisers were hoping for for 20,000 attendees, so they they smashed that. Ash Barty, let's talk about Ash Barty. She's now ranked ninth in the world rankings after taking out the Miami Open, Claire. Yeah, she's more than broken into the top 10. She had a win at that prestigious uh, Miami Open. It's the biggest victory of her career and, um, and yeah, amazing, as Barty said, and, yes, it most certainly is. What's the subject line today? Uh, the subject line today is moving on up, the old M people dance anthem that, of course, has to do with Ash Barty. Moving on up the rankings. She's really sure great. Is. Yes, fantastic news. 
And just finally, open the Squeeze Today email every day this week and you'll go in the draw to win $100 worth of books from Alan and Unwin. Uh, That's it for today. Have a great Monday and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au.